0: Should we punish Giannis because he never let his team fall into a hole? In the games without Kawhi Leonard, I know
1: that they're out, still outscoring their opponents. I don't know what they're exactly Fifteen exact like. and 5 On a nightly basis
2: in the NBA, you have no idea what you're getting from Not just shooting, emotionally.
0: Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review.
3: Up first, Chris Broussard joins Skip and Shannon to break down the Giannis vs. Harden debate for NBA MVP.
1: Analyst Chris Broussard, how you doing, Chris?
0: I'm great. Do you agree
1: Giannis should be the favorite right now?
0: I do agree. I'm a voter. Been voting for about 20 years, and this is this is (laughs) this is probably the hardest decision, or certainly one of them that I've had to make with the MVP award. I, I tend to have four criteria individual numbers mm-hmm. your team success the so wins supporting cast what kind of help you have and then the historical significance like for instance when nash he he was in the running for three straight right he won two straight and I remember his agent called me trying to get me to vote for him for Thursday I said you know what he's right there but I can't put him there with Larry Bird and Magic. Magic. Mm-hmm. The only it was only a three couple straight. that have won three straight. I can, I don't know if Wilt or Bill mm-hmm. Russell was the other one, but I was like I I can't the historical significance and it was close enough where I didn't have to vote for him. So I take that in consideration. When I look at individual numbers, now obviously we got Harden's offensive numbers. But we got Giannis' two. Giannis, 27 points, 12 and a half rebounds, almost 13, six assists. The only other player ever to do that was Oscar Robertson 61, once. 62. The time he averaged a triple-double. That's it. Mm-hmm. So his numbers, while he's not averaging 36 points like Harden, his numbers are arguably just as significant historically. And then when I take into account the defense, mm. Giannis is second in the league in defensive rating. First in the league in defensive win shares. Mm-hmm. Harden 68th in defensive rating, which I actually was surprised it was I, that high. I thought, no, I thought he'd be higher than that. Really? I, well, think he's, well, I he's mean, made a, a, he's made an effort. Yeah, he's gotten better, <laughs> yeah. but he's still not much of a defender. And then 145th in win shares. So when I factor in the defense, I give Giannis the individual numbers. Then the team success, obviously, you got to go with Milwaukee. Best record in the league. Only team in the league that's top five in offense and defensive rating. Best road record in the league. Best point differential. I mean, everything. And they had a huge jump. They went from the 16th best record last year with essentially the same players to the first best record in the league. Then I So I got Giannis on that one. Supporting cast, obviously you can argue Chris Paul missed 20 games. Clint Capella missed 15. Eric Gordon missed... 10, yep. In and out the of the
4: lineup, minute. still.
0: But those three, I mean, Giannis has Chris Middleton, who was an all-star, but he's not a perennial all-star. I don't think of him as, he's not a star. So I think that's kind of a wash. You know, because CP, when he's there, he's CP. You know, uh, Clint Capella was playing at an all-star level. And then historical significance, you know, hard not give him that one because of the 650- Games of fifty-seven or more. Mm-hmm. What he's done, those moments have been incredible. But here's the final straw for me, at least right now. I, I reserve my right to change my mind, but right now I'm going <laughs> with Giannis. Okay. The ent- Houston people are giving Harden points for oh he saved the Rockets. That's going to be your argument, I know. They were they were they were one falling one. apart. They were four and seven, then eleven and fourteen, then thirteen and fourteen when he took off with the thirty-point streak. Is it Giannis? Should we punish Giannis because he never let his team fall into a hole? It's the MVP for the entire regular season. Giannis and the Bucs have been great the entire five, six months. Houston was bad for two months. Harden was playing all those games. Harden was there. Chris Paul was there. Clint Capella was there. Chris
4: Paul got hurt before the All-Star game.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But 13 and 14 is way before the All-Star game. Chris Paul... Was there for their, when they were struggling for the first few months of the season. Why did Harden let, why were they struggling for two months? I'm not gonna reward him because you have carried your team for three of the five months when Giannis has carried his for five of the five months.
4: Well, I, you'd make
0: a, I mean, I like the. I like the I, I like, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, 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 no.
4: Cause you know, as soon as Harden dropped that 61 on San Antonio, I started tweeting. <laughs> well, and we started sure. tweeting, we, st- we started texting text back and forth. <laughs> I got, I got James Harden. Because if we, let's just go back to historic streets, w- notwithstanding. When Michael Jordan averaged 37 in the season, he averaged 5.2 rebounds, 4.6 assists. Four assists better. That's what Harden is. He's two rebounds clear. Same with Kobe, 35, 5, and 4. He's clear. What he's doing... Now, if Middleton had missed 20 games and Brogdon had missed 17 games and the next bet, Brooke Lopez, had missed another 12 games, okay, and the Giannis got these same numbers Mm -hmm. and they still number one... Brogdon's gonna miss that many games by the end of the year. Yeah. No, I need that early. Because Chris Chris Paul's here now. Chris Paul ain't hurt now. Capella's not hurt now. I need him to miss those things early. Early in the year. you know what I'm talking about. When you're trying to build that thing, get that thing together, you ain't going to get no coach. Boone holds the problem, going to be coach of the year. But we ain't going to talk about that just yet. I don't know about that, but go ahead. He, 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 he's he, going to be in the running. He's going to be close, Kip. Okay. Yeah, because you saw what they were last year. Now they got the best rookie. Right. James Harden, and it's not like he's scoring these points and they winning by 25. They winning by one. They winning by three. The dude got six games of 57 or more points. Durant got no such games. Steph got no such games. Shaq got one. Bird got one. Do you even realize what we're actually watching when he does this? He has to do this. If James Harden doesn't score these 30 points a night, they losing. You know that Chris. You watching the game. I'm watching the game. I'm like, and, and how he does, I still don't know how. I'm looking up, I'm like, okay, James, he got it going. And you look up, and he got 38. He got 45. He got, I'm like, how? How is he doing this? Skip, what he's doing, and I get it. Giannis, the 27, 12, and 6, is unbelievable. There's no question about that, and that's not to diminish what he's mm-hmm. doing. But when you when you talk about and it's eight, Michael Jordan had the biggest discrepancy as far as points to the next closest mm-hmm. at eight point one. Right now, James Harden is eight point two over Paul Jordan. Mm-hmm. Skip, for me, and I'm I wasn't the biggest James Harden fan, but beard beard in his bag right now. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to believe that mm-hmm. someone else after this season, that someone else could be the MVP from what mm-hmm. I've seen. I agree with Miami Vice. <laughs> wow.
5: <laughs> okay. I
6: do like that. I like yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> you know?
7: Don't get any ideas.
6: <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Broussard, but I do have to agree with Shannon on this. <laughs> and maybe I got too caught up in what I watched last Friday night. But I watched every dribble of my Spurs at James Harden and I just never seen anything like it you can <laughs> say it's just one game but he's been doing this the whole yeah. year yes he he's operating on an offensive level I've just never seen before yeah. this side of Wilt Chamberlain right. or Michael Jordan but but Michael would get him so differently mm. right. Michael got him so easily he was just unstoppable yeah. in, anywhere he wanted side. to go he went wherever he wanted to go in the lane right. on the baseline yeah. he just got him and this guy is doing it from places we've never seen before, where these are the Spurs. They play really good defense this year. And Derek White has evolved quickly into one of the best perimeter defenders in this league. And he couldn't stay with him because they picked him off every time. Capella goes out high, and he just picks off Derek White, and every time, James has got that slither to him, that sort of snaky, you know, j- just j- he's so elastic, and he just slides off picks, and all of a sudden, DeMar DeRozan's on hard, and I'm saying, that's it. I got no shot on this one. And he's got his shot, because yep. he's he's going to stick it from three, because he's just getting deadly from three. It's that's such a sweet and stroke. It's, and it's so effortless, and it's from Distance. Yes. He'll be four or five feet behind the lane. And it's just a flick of the wrist, and it just swishes. Yes. And I say, that's too good. He's shooting 37% from three, and that's taking the most threes in the league. So that's high. Th- that's a yes. high number of threes you're making. He is 88% from the free throw line, and I just admire that greatly because they're called free throws. And he makes a whole bunch of free throws. And the refs love him. In, in ways that I've never seen refs love anybody no. because he gets everything, including the worst call in the history of sports, Which, except for the non-call in the Saints game, <laughs> but, but on DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, at the end, of the Spurs got him. They're up six right, at that right. point. He goes straight up for a jump shot. Elbowed him. And, and he didn't elbow him. He didn't even come close. And Hart just flops, and they, they give it to him. They give it to him. They, they They gave him an offensive foul and wiped off the basket. And I said, you know what? That's that's the MVP because the refs have just bought completely into James Harden at this point. He gets every call because they think he's earned every call. And the the display of of getting to the basket. I've just never seen such slither to the basket, mm. where it's just, he, he looks like he's in slow motion, like effortless, snaking <laughs> through the lane. All of a sudden he's up and he's free at the rim. And he's just, he doesn't dunk it, he just lays and it in. And now he got that now floater?
4: He got the floater. It's over. Yeah.
6: And, and now the floater has increased almost to the free throw line, where if he just gets a step at the free throw line, he just launches it and it swishes. He he is a wizard with the basketball yes. in his hand. So I'm so I got Giannis, and if you want new versus same old, you, you got to go Giannis. Yeah. He's the new flavor, right?
0: I got that. I agree with everything you said. Um, like I said, I, my vote will be due in April, so I'm not, you know, I'm oh, reserving. Okay. Right, and if if Harden wins it, I'm not going to be. You're not mad. gonna focus. No, yet. no, because it it, it it could be either or.
3: Next, Lakers forward Kyle Kuzma joins Fox producer Conrad Company to talk about his progression this season and breaks down some of the NBA's fashion trends. All right, so we're joined by Los Angeles Lakers forward Kyle Kuzma who's here with Old Spice. And with it being March Madness, I wanted to ask you what your experience was like when you made the second round at the NCAA tournament your sophomore year.
7: Um, you know, it was exciting. Um, you know, March Madness is always a great time of the year, especially for college kids. You know, something you kind of you know look up to and look forward to. You know, as you wind down at conference play and conference championships, and you know, for me, I was lucky enough to go to two tournaments. Um, freshman year, played in Sweet 16, and then sophomore year, around 32. So, um, you know, they're great experiences.
3: Yeah, do you have any uh, things to say out there to all the kids that are participating in the March Madness right now?
7: Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing if uh, if you're one of the you know lucky prospects are you know lucky enough to potentially play in the nba just to you know do what you do don't try to you know show people what they want to see but you know do what you do great and you know for just everybody in general just embrace it you know this is one of the best times of your life you know you're playing playing for free playing for fun um playing for the love of the game and not too much business involved so um you know it's a great time
3: no definitely please tell me you just watched john moran put on that show though
7: uh, yeah, I did. I watched uh, uh, just a little bit. Um, you know, I'm over here doing some content, but uh, yeah, I saw his stat line. It was nuts.
3: Yeah, he's he, he's going to be good. He's going to be good in the league. Now, moving on to the NBA, I was in Vegas and I was at all your summer league games the year you got drafted. The ones where you went absolutely off and you won the summer league MVP. People were showing up and talking about Lonzo Ball and Jason Tatum, but you end up stealing the show and end up being the Kyle Kuzma show. Honestly, what was it like stealing the show that summer?
7: Um, you know, it it was great. You know, summer league was a great experience uh, for me. Um, was my first time in the NBA environment, and you know, what better to do it in the Vegas? Uh, summer league, that's you know the best summer league out there. Uh, I think it's the only one now too. But um, you know, it, it was super fun. You know, it was my first time. You know, getting in front of a lot of you know people that I haven't really seen play before because I went to school in Utah, and um, you know I was able to really go out and compete and. Um, you know, show what I can do. So,
3: Yeah, no, definitely. Now, speaking of Lonzo, it's well documented that you guys like to have fun and you like to have fun with the Ball family on social media. What's something that's misunderstood about Lonzo that you know?
7: Um, you know, Lonzo, he's a great kid. Um, you know, he's a very in- innocent guy. Um, you know, you know pe- people give him a bad rep just for everything that kind of goes on with, you know, him and his family's life. But, you know, he- he's a great guy. Uh, team first, um, you know, easy person to talk to. And, you know, he, he's just a real genuine person.
3: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Now, has Lomelo tried to test you in one-on-one yet?
7: Uh, no, no, I haven't I haven't played him. Uh, i been in a gym with him at all. But, um, you know, I, I've seen him play before.
3: Okay. Now, I know the season hasn't gone as planned for you guys, but if you could find one silver lining in it, what would it be?
7: the silver lining um, you know just just my development just how um, you know for me just continuing to grow in this league and uh, find my way um, you know it's you know easy to you know pop up on the scene where you have no expectations and I kind of went into my year two with some expectations from people and then you know I think um, I did a good job handling those and playing up to my ability so.
3: Uh, Certainly now me and you were about the same age Growing up with LeBron James being a superstar, what's it been like to watch him growing up, and then again the opportunity to play with him under the bright lights?
7: No, uh, it's great. I mean, he's been one of my favorite players um, ever since I, you know, been fell in love with the game. Um, you know, to watch him as a as a kid, and then eventually playing with him as I, you know, a 23 year old man. Uh, you know, is is super special. Um, so
3: yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, so with you being close yeah. to LeBron. What role is he about to give you in Space Jam two? <laughs>
7: um I, I I hope to have one. Um no we have never talked about it, but you know, I could see myself having an acting career after this basketball thing is over. Um, you know, it would definitely be pretty cool to be in that movie. So
3: No, I hear you. why well, uh, you talked with Kobe before the season. What were some of the words of advice that Kobe gave you before the season started?
7: Um, I mean you know, just the same things he kind of always says, um, you know, what he's known for. He's he's known for, you know, hard work, um, you know, living in the gym, um, out working the competition and, you know, just having a different type of, you know, mindset going into, you know, uh, new territory, a new year and, um, you know, just trying to show myself. So.
3: Yeah. And so I know you're a pretty fashionable guy. What do you think? The, who do you think is the top five most stylish players in the NBA right now?
7: Uh, top five. Um, man, I don't know about top five. Got top I three. Give you, I can give you. Um, I like, I like how LeBron dresses. I like how James Harden dresses. Um, Russell Westbrook can dress. Um, you know, there's a few guys. You know, the, the NBA is really expanding. Um, you know that that runway tunnel is, um, you know, a way guys, a way guys can express you know themselves and you know broaden their brand. So. You know, there's a lot of guys that are up and coming and you know dressing really well. So
3: yeah, no, I, I feel that list. I was about to say you always have to mention Brody when you're talking about fashion. So I'm, I'm glad you at least threw him in the mix. Now staying in fashion. Are you a sneakerhead? And if so, can you give me a couple pairs of your favorite shoes?
7: Uh, yeah, I am. Um, I, I would say my favorite shoe um, is definitely the Jordan One. Um, you know, it's classic silhouette. Um, you know, you can wear that. You can dress it down. Dress it up. Uh, wear it with dress pants, wear it with jeans, shorts, whatever. And, um, you know, for me, that's, you know, the original shoe that you think of for sneakerhead. so.
3: Yeah, yeah. Any other shoes that stick out to you?
7: Um, I mean, there's a lot. Um, I like all Kobe Bryant shoes. There's some, some many shoes I play in. Um, you know, Air Force Ones are timeless. Um, you know, all the new Nike uh, running shoes the reacts. Um, you know, all, Shoes are all great. So
3: no, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So being a being a Midwest boy, what is your favorite part about Los Angeles?
7: Uh, I would have to say my favorite part about Los Angeles is just the vibe. Um, it's always sunny out. You always catch a, catch the breeze, and you know, it's for the most part easy living out here, uh, especially for you know the portion of the town I live in. Um, you know, not too many worries, and um, you know it's chill out here. So.
3: No, I can understand it. So you're partnered with Old Spice. Do you want to take a minute to tell the people about some of their new amazing products?
7: Uh, Yeah. You know, Old Spice is, um, you know, ha- has developed a collection called Fresher. They have two types of things that are kind of new. Uh, one is moisturizer with uh, shea butter and the other one is relax with lavender. Um, you know, so many times you go into the bathroom and you, whether you're a kid or you have a girlfriend or a wife and you always see you know women's products for body wash and you know all the types of different things that women have but uh old spice is doing a really neat thing that you know they're they're broadening it to you know men so men have different type of body washes and scents and um you know things that you can find um all over the place so
3: uh well kyle i really appreciate your time today man and i know soon enough y'all be back in the playoffs again good luck the rest of the season and uh yeah man thanks for your time
5: yeah appreciate it
3: now Yahoo Senior of NBA writer Vincent Goodwill joins Nick and Cece to discuss the chances of Kawhi Leonard staying in Toronto.
5: I'm counting nicknames here. Yeah, no, I can't stick to one. <laughs> I'm all over the map, <laughs> Matt, me. I can't. I'm all... <laughs> You got me. You got me. You've ruined her. Yeah. No, yes. You broke me. I'm okay? sorry. I'm sorry. No, could I see him there? Yeah. Yes. Because I see him leaving. Yes. Why because we don't know anything who is Kawhi talking to that's going to talk to us nobody very short answers Like here's the thing the Raptors are going to believe that he could stay because he ain't telling them that he's leaving Mm-hmm. If yeah, I'm just I, I think it's kind of like okay. We're putting him in the best situation We're not forcing you to play you're performing. Well, you're around good players Team's we want doing to, well. We want to win We haven't slandered your name in the press or anything like that You're in a place where you can be left alone mm-hmm. And you're in a good city? I'm not a fan of Toronto, but I am here other people are. Yes. So I will just say that Toronto's a good city. And you have a chance to win. So, unless you're the Clippers, I think the Clippers are the team in the, in the driver's seat. Ooh. Unless you're the Clippers, not the Lakers, not anybody else, that's the only team I can see him going to. This could be the Paul George situation all over again.
1: Well, so this is really interesting for a number of reasons. But I want to start with the Toronto angle, which is if he does leave, they at least will be able to rest easy knowing we did everything right. Mm-hmm. We we fired a coach, brought in a new coach, and it looks like that was even though I really like Dwayne Casey, the right move. We were aggressive during the midseason trade deadline. We rested him to where he's played in only 54 games this year, missed 20 plus games due to maintenance. We are in winning. In those games, Nick, what's the record? In the games without Kawhi Leonard, I know that they're out still outscoring their opponents. I don't know what they're their exact. Fifteen record. and five. What? oh in yeah. the games he's missed. I thought you meant yes. the games he played. I apologize. Yes. You know, 50 you're 100% right. And so I believe able to win that, without him.
8: that could be something that Kawhi when you start looking at a San Antonio type model, I don't have to be out there in the team and what they're coaching, the system is a good system. I believe that's a bonus. Not to cut you off, but no, I believe no, no. that's a bonus in seeing them have success him not being on the court.
1: 36 and 18 with him and then 15 and 5 as you mentioned without him. So they are able to win with or without him now that doesn't mean he's going to stay right but they have done everything they could do and all you can do in life is control your controllables mm-hmm. like they and for Kawhi this has been a case study now part of it is because he's in Toronto we don't talk as much about that team but it is a case study on if you don't want to add flames to a fire deprive it of oxygen Just give their, there's no noise surrounding his future. It's all about his present. But the other thing you said that I think is interesting is you basically said cross the Lakers off, that the Lakers are not a real
5: possibility. I don't think so. I don't think so because I think you're going to have a hard time convincing him to go play with LeBron in that fishbowl. Not necessarily LeBron, not necessarily the Lakers, but the combination of both. You just said he likes being left, if he likes being left alone, the Lakers ain't the place for you. Playing with LeBron ain't the place for you. And then the other thing, the one thing we do know from Kawhi is that he does not like being blamed for things that he doesn't have control over. His body and that that injury. That
8: almost ruined his reputation last year.
5: Because everybody believed in the Spurs and the Spurs model of 20 years that Kawhi, you're wrong. Kawhi, you don't want to play. Kawhi, something's wrong with you. And because he said nothing, he was automatically guilty. Now, when you play with LeBron and you don't win, you're guilty. Reportedly, the Toronto pitch is going to be trust, familiarity, chance of winning a title, and money. So besides location and hometown, what can L.A. offer that the the Raptors can't for what would make someone like Kawhi Leonard happy? Well,
8: I'm just going to tell you, I I believe Toronto has a very special situation, and they do have the salary because he can get more money there. But I think Nick, Nick Nick really um, showed me something. And there's something out there on the internet right now, and it's it has Magic Johnson and Jerry West, and has these videos. It's a, it's
1: a, basically what they do is it, it's a mashup yeah. of Magic and Jerry's comments about the same style of play type of players to go after, the 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 value of free agency versus the draft. They've each been asked these types of questions in different settings. And it shows Jerry's Jerry West's answer and then Magic's answer. And Jerry West's answer and then Magic's answer. And it might as well be a jugs competition showing Chris and me. And it's one it's like, oh this is the perfect way to do this. And then oh this is the opposite of the perfect way to do this. And so right and, and the so point being- the point being what the Clippers have is Jerry West. Maybe the greatest executive in NBA history. Yep. He's certainly on the very short list. The other thing the Clippers have is Kawhi has made it clear money's not going to be the determining factor, or else he would have stayed in San Antonio. Kawhi has also made it clear to, I think, Chris and others, you know where Kawhi thinks they can win? wherever Kawhi Leonard is.
8: Yes. So I don't know. Now, think... he don't say a lot, but he's, man, he's emphatic about that. He's emphatic
1: about it hey, As he it, should be. Hey, Google my head-to-head record against everybody. Against, against Kevin Durant before he went with the Warriors, against mm-hmm. Steph before they added KD, against LeBron, against you, – you, you go see how I've done against any of the other great players. And so the, the Raptors pull – if the Clippers had won 18 games this year, then maybe it would be different.
5: But the Clippers are going to win close to 50. Well, here's the thing. What's the difference okay. between yeah. the Raptors and the Clippers if you take Kawhi Leonard away? You have a similar front office organizational structure. Wow, great. You have stability in as in the head coach. They just mm-hmm. re up with Doc Rivers, who's done a phenomenal job this year. Mm-hmm. Jerry West and weather, basically. Mm-hmm. And if you're Kawhi Leonard, and I'm saying, I want to win, I want to maybe get to uh, back home. Maybe not home, L.A., San Diego, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. But I want to get back there. I want to be able to win, and I want to be able to play on a team that has a chance to win, even without me. Like you said, 15-5. and five. The Clippers are... In firmly in a seventh spot in, in the West, and could go higher on a team that does not have a discernible great player.
8: Right. And one thing about Paul George that people miss Paul George really thrived in Indianapolis because he's a small town yep. type of guy. Yep. He's not from LA, even though people say, you know, he's from California. It's more Northern California where things are totally different. Kawhi could create. That same type of small atmosphere and still be in Los Angeles, but be with the Clippers because there's going to be drama with LeBron. Mm-hmm. And if you watch this, this mashup that they have Jerry West and how he diverts the attention from the players and from that to me is the perfect match. Um, when you talk about personality. Oh, personality
1: wise, if Kawhi one day were to be a GM he would have the public approach that Jerry West does. Now, just as far as Mm -hmm. they have similar sensibilities. There's one last point I want to make on this about the butterfly effect of if Kawhi stays, if Kawhi stays in Toronto, do you think there are more teams this offseason that say, you know what,
5: maybe we should go all in on Anthony Davis? This team is going to go all in on Anthony Davis because they don't have a choice. You're not going to get a player like that unless you draft Even if it's him. For mm-hmm. a year. It doesn't matter. You oh. take, but like this, if you're Masai Ujiri and, Ka- and Kawhi leaves, you at least got off of Demar Derozan's supermax contract. Right. So you, it's worth it. And you got Pascal Siakam, right and you Raptors got somebody the that's mat, there. Even if it was for a year, and maybe then you can go out and And, and maybe you and make your first NBA fans. finals
1: right. ever. Like, you, yes. have, you have other opportunities. Point. But if, if Paul George was a one-year rental who stayed, and then Kawhi becomes a one-year rental who stays, there are going to be teams like Chicago that are going to say, oh, I good, know Anthony Davis it. says mm-hmm. yep. I, he won't stay here. Maybe he will, and that could change the Anthony Davis. But chooses. you better have your house in order. Absolutely.
3: Following Colin Cowherd explains why Westbrook needs more consistency in his scoring
2: to be an NBA superstar. It is funny. I have always tried to have super strong opinions on stars. And uh, by and large, almost all stars I like. You know I'm into LeBron, uh, Steph Curry, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, you know, there's a couple stars that I've been tough on, Aaron Rodgers, though I think I've been fair, and I think I've been overwhelmingly right. Uh, Russell Westbrook falls into that category. I don't think I've ever been wrong on Russell Westbrook. Um, Russell Westbrook is super talented, relentless, plays his ass off. And if I had to spend money to watch an NBA player, I said this last year, he's top of the list. But can the Russell Westbrook fans at least acknowledge a truth? He's the magic eight ball of the NBA. You shake him up and you have no idea what the answer is going to be. Last night, dreadful. Six of 20. One for six. Minus 20 plus minus. Two years ago, he was the MVP. On a nightly basis in the NBA, you have no idea what you're getting from him. Not just shooting emotionally. He just came unhinged against the Warriors. He got suspended 16 texts. That's why I say he reminds me a lot of Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace and Tim Duncan were very similar in talent. In fact, I could argue Rasheed was the better athlete. I covered Rasheed Wallace. You just never knew what you were getting in the arena that night. You didn't know the mood he was in. You didn't know his, his aspiration level. Did he want to dominate? Did he not want to dominate? And you never knew what you were getting with Rasheed Wallace. Tim Duncan, I got the same guy every night. Not just statistically, Tim Duncan, I got the same emotional player every night. Kevin Garnett. The three forwards of note for about 10 years in the NBA were Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and Sheed. I can make an argument. Sheed's more talented than all of them. I just never knew what I was getting from him. That's Russell Westbrook. I know what I'm getting from James Harden every night. I know what I'm getting from Steph Curry. I'm not just talking stats. I get the same personality, the same guy, the same leader, the same strengths, the same weaknesses. Westbrook's become the human roller coaster. I'm not denying he's a great talent. I'm not denying he's an all-time iconic player. But why are the Westbrook fans denying he's all over the map game to game? Emotionally, physically, shooting, leadership, you don't know what you're getting. Some nights he overshoots. Some nights he disappears. Some nights he's an easy teammate. Some nights he's impossible. Some nights you can coach him. Some nights he's uncoachable. That's the issue. It's not a talent issue. There's always been a player in the NFL that I think is great. Cam Newton's a great talent. It's been my knock on Cam. I'm not sure what I get emotionally with Cam week to week. Never had back-to-back winning seasons. That's impossible for Cam Newton's talent. Matt Ryan's not as talented, but I know what I get when I come in the door. Russell Wilson, probably less talented than Cam, but I know exactly what I'm getting. That matters. That's a huge thing when you're building a franchise. You go ask GMs and you go ask scouts. When I watch Zion Williamson play Duke, I get intensity. I get passion. His body doesn't shrink. He's got the same touch. He's got the same energy every single game. Like consistency is a huge thing when you build a business. My employees, am I getting the same general manager? Is he in a good mood? Or twice a week, is, is he come in head down, doesn't want to work? I don't know why the Westbrook fans can't acknowledge the simple truth. Yes, I tell you all the time. He's an all-time iconic player. But you're telling me there's not an issue with his magic eight-ball personality, his magic eight-ball game, shake it and you don't know what you get? You're just not being intellectually honest. Last night he was terrible. Last night he was out of control. Last night he couldn't hit anything. Last night, he was relentless. Just admit it. I'm admitting it. you admitting it. It's not hating a player. Just sort of hating his inconsistency in his game. By the way, they're eighth now in the Western Conference. That's not great. That means you match up with Golden State. That means you're out in the first round, third straight year, for an MVP-level player. Simply not good enough.
3: Finally, Chris Broussard is back with Skip and Shane to discuss Dwayne Wade's comments on LeBron aging and what's next for King James.
4: First of all, D-Wade is right d waves probably thinking, "Damn, I wish I could have aged like LeBron still play 35 minutes and give you these type, type <laughs> of numbers. But he's right. LeBron is going to get older. But this is the opportunity for everybody. Because for, le- for almost a decade, you couldn't attack him because guess where he was ending up? In the NBA Finals. You could say he was a drama king, he couldn't shoot free throws, he had a terrible shot, all that. Check, but check, check. At the end of the day, he was playing in June... Mm-hmm. He was, His team was playing in June. He was and just from perspective, yeah. I don't know if Chris Broussard knows, I know Chris is a student of the game. LeBron right now is 27, 8, and 8. Uh-huh. I'm going to give you a list of guys that did this. Oscar did it his first five years. His last year, he was 26. Michael Jordan did it his fifth year. He was 25. Harden did it 27. Westbrook 28. A 33-year-old LeBron did it last year, and a 34-year-old LeBron is doing it this year. Mm. Boy, I sure... I guarantee you, there's gonna be a lot of guys that wish they were 34 and were playing like this. Mm. Let's be all the way real. This is what this is about. You got your opportunities right now, because you hadn't had it for 14 years, mm. to kick the man while he down. Mm. He's down, didn't make the playoff How could LeBron... LeBron... Michael Jordan never missed the playoffs in his prime. Michael Jordan never played 16 seasons. That's neither here nor there. Mm. Kobe Bryant never missed the playoff city the prime. Actually, he did. he did. But that's <laughs> not, But I don't... But see, facts ruin the argument. Mm-hmm. So I like to debate sometimes, so I just let him keep it going. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying, Chris? Get Bailey, y'all need to stop this. D-Wade is exactly... I, I haven't said that. Yeah, he, he he oh, no. you... Because he he's talking about... He's talking about critics and everybody taking the chase. You. Mm. He's talking about you. Mm. But he won't say it, but I will. You. Mm. Okay. As I was so saying so earlier, D-Wade is right. He's getting older but he's Wait, three. you you acknowledge that? Yeah. We all know oh. that. I mean, at one point he was 20, then he was 25, <laughs> then he was 30. Guess when he's going to be December 30th this year? 35. I thought he was immortal. Superhuman. It, these numbers, no. these numbers say numbers he's still putting up these numbers. Okay.
6: He had... So he's not aging. Is he or is he not? Skip, well, which which the, is the, it? The, I don't
4: know. I just need to know. He's aging, just like Tom Brady's aging, but they Tom still... Tom
6: Brady doesn't look like he's aging at all. Has he lost anything? Did, did he look any different to you than he looked at I 28? In, I watched him in the Super Bowl. Yeah? I watched him in the Super Bowl. Could you tell? Who threw the best pass in the Super Bowl? Who won the game? <laughs> Who should have been the MVP of the did Super Bowl? Did you see what LeBron Tom did Brady. Sunday
0: night? In Sacramento, I did. Oh, you know what? See, see that you try to poo-poo no. what the man did. I mean, look, people that care about LeBron are coming to his defense. We saw the physical therapist mm-hmm. with her Instagram sure. post. Because this is the most heat he's caught since 2011. Yes. When they lost to Dallas. Wade brought up two good points. One, people are overlooking these when they criticize LeBron. And obviously, there's some stuff to criticize him for. But in terms of not getting them to the playoffs, they're overlooking, if he doesn't miss the 18 games, Mm -hmm. they probably make the playoffs. Now, whether or not they're the 4C, who knows. But they're probably in the playoffs. Yes. The second thing is, what he's doing, to your point, Shannon, in his 16th year, is virtually unprecedented, just about. Now, Kobe had a great 17th year. He averaged 27 points, about five assists mm-hmm. and rebounds and stuff like And then the last three years after that, Dropped off they were point. all injury-plagued. played. Mm-hmm. right, LeBron, here, let, let's put this in perspective. Because, Skip, you bring up Jordan at 34, mm-hmm. LeBron's 34. But Jordan hadn't played nearly as many games or minutes as LeBron.
6: Do you want? I, I got the total right here. I'll so give how many games? You. At 34, Le- Le- LeBron has played 13,000 more minutes than Michael had played at 34. Just to, g- I'm going to give you that ammo. Right. Okay. So, okay. 13,000 so that, that more. That's <laughs> that's including playoffs and wow. regular. Okay. So that's like yeah. three, four seasons. How many, yeah. How, that's, because that's, if, if you play 82 really games. Was that,
0: right. And you, you said playoffs and mm-hmm. regular season. Together. <gasps>
6: mm-hmm. That's About 13,000 more. It's like 56,000 to 43,000.
0: It is probably about four That's four seasons. seasons right? Right. right. But here's the other thing. Look. LeBron is seventh in the league among active players in games played. Here's the six ahead of him. Dirk, Vince Carter, Jamal Crawford, Joe Johnson, Tony Parker, and Pau Gasol. Is Joe Johnson still in the league? Yeah, he's sitting on somebody's bench, I guess. Yeah. And then rounding out the top right. ten after LeBron. Kyle Corver, Tyson Chandler, Zach Randolph. None of them are even close, close. to the end of their prime. Like, none of them were even saying they're at the tail end. They're all old and essentially done. You have to go all the way down to find a player in the active leaders in games who's you might say is toward the end of his prime or still in his prime. You have to go down to 22nd, Chris Paul and LaMarcus Aldridge. And LeBron has played 230 more games than those two guys. So I'm just saying, like, what he's—if he got old tomorrow in their next game, whenever it is, and never was the same, he's had beyond a full career. Like it, it wouldn't yeah. be unprecedented; it would be normal. Hmm. And so, I, like Skip, you brought up—he's not immortal. That's what we're judging him on. We're still judging him on that standard. But He never missed the he's game. Never, yeah, he's he not. Never missed more than two weeks with off. that back injury. So I, I think that that's what Wade is looking at, and he makes a good point because he sees... He came in the same draft as LeBron. I know he's older, but he's... And Melo already gone. Yeah. He's gone. I Bosch. think he's gone. Bosch, Bosch is retired.
6: But that wasn't all by his choice. Right,
4: but. right. should have never been. <laughs>
6: <laughs> My turn. Go ahead. Is he aging a little bit? Yes, he is. Is he a little more ground-bound than he used to be? Yes, he is. Is he not quite as explosively quick as he used to be? He's not. But he's still very good. He's still neck and neck best player on the planet. When this season started, it was very close, but I think most people would have sided with you. He's the best player on the planet. Would they say that now? I'm not so sure. A lot of people might have changed over the last month or two. But here's my problem. This is where Dwayne and everyone else gives LeBron a pass. When this team started this season, I wasn't sure what to expect because we were all just guessing because it got thrown together and it was a mishmash of weird personalities and weird skill sets. And yet, for those first all the way up to Christmas, I thought they were really good. Mm -hmm. I was shocked by how good they were. And yet, they got to 20-14 and by winning at Golden State on Christmas Day when LeBron went down, 20-14. and And I'm going to say this because I'm, I, I don't want to give it up because LeBron doesn't deserve a pass for this because he was healthy and they were healthy. Right. But through those first 34 games, there were eight games that were winnable that I, I'm not going to blame him completely, but that they should have closed. They were right there. And I'm going to list them real quickly. The opener at Portland, Mm -hmm. then at home, Houston, San Antonio, then at San Antonio, at Minnesota, Orlando, at Brooklyn, and Memphis. Those games all happened before Christmas, and they're all on a silver platter for the king or the king to orchestrate the close of the game. And for whatever reason, he missed some free throws. They missed shots. they, They weren't mature enough. Whatever it was, they weren't clicking yet. They lost all eight of those games. What if they just won four of them? What if they'd won six? Uh, I do six. That would be 26-8 and eight at that point. They'd be the talk of basketball, right? And they looked like the talk of basketball to me. They looked really good. Remember how fast yeah. they were playing? Yeah. Remember how the kids were just flourishing? Because when LeBron passes you the ball, Kuzma's thinking, I'm going to make this because the king just passed me the basketball. Lonzo was vibing off LeBron. Brandon Ingram was starting to rise and shine. And the, all the, the odd set pieces all the, the vets were all fitting in Rondo was having his moments Lance had a huge stretch in the fourth quarter against Denver at home remember and save that game and it looked like a basketball team to me it looked like it was working. All the way up until LeBron got hurt. Well what what if they had won six out of those eight losses? Well then maybe you, you're able to overcome the eighteen odd games that LeBron missed. But right? I
4: think I think the thing is, Skip, had they been together longer, we would already maybe? know and Luke said it. Luke said, okay, we know what LeBron can do. Sometimes we need to see if these other guys, because they're gonna become right. a point if we're a playoff caliber team. Okay, but
6: but now you're acting like we got this, well you don't got this.
4: No. Like like you better you
6: better figure out you better <laughs> you let you, can. you better let 23 close it right. or Rondo close it or somebody right. who knows how to close it, close it. Right. Right? You can't be experimenting because the experiment blew up in your face and then the injuries happen, and those are all valid, legitimate
4: excuses. Well, until somebody over the age of thirty do what this guy's doing call me
3: thank you for listening to the hoops on fox podcast don't forget to subscribe and leave a five star review letting us know what you think of the show